expectations. Man, it would help if I would share my damn audio. Hey, hey guys. Tough scenes. Oh, there's Hello. Kara in the background. Hey, Kara. Hello. Hi, Kara. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. Hi, Kara. <laughs> this is how we start every podcast now. DJ Airhorns. When I'm on the ones and twos, DJ Airhorns only. That's just the type of person I aspire to be. Man. Kamish, aka DJ Airhorn. Man. <laughs> You you go off the air for two weeks and uh, you just come back refreshed um, and uh, with a sinus infection. So you know, Ooh. it's a it's a good combo. The boys your reward for the for the trip overseas. Yeah, man. Donor kebabs, sinus oh. infection. Combo. Oh, the kebabs. <laughs> oh, oh man, God. just beautiful stuff. What a what a it's great to be back. Great to be back, and uh, we got a great. Great show lined up for you guys today. Uh, for those of you who may or may not know me, I'm the Kamish. Happy fucking Friday, everybody. Hope you're having a great fucking Friday. Happy fucking Friday. Hell yeah. Woo! Happy Friday. Fuck yeah. I'm joined with my trusty co-host, Keith. Deja vu. I've just been in this place before. Higher on the street and the noise went to and uh, we have a special guest, back-to-back special guests. Uh, we're joined with our friend uh, Gino. What's going on? <laughs> you just find like the worst ones you could find. <laughs> the no, worst no, ones? No, no, no disrespect, DJ Airhorn. I think Philly yeah. better at this than you. <laughs> I just had fun with it. You gotta admit, you gotta admit, last week between two ferns, classic. No, oh, that was a good one. That 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 was also like very, um, very guest specific. It was perfectly executed. I couldn't gotta, find gotta... anything. I couldn't find anything shitty Boston related. So I was. It was. You sure? Fred found a lot of it. I know. I could have just sampled Fred's. <laughs> I was gonna say you had. Fred gave you six minutes of source material. <laughs> that was a lot. He hit a yeah. new record. He hit a new record on that one. Like, I was watching the video, and I'm like, okay, six minutes. Surely he's going to roast the entire group, but it was just, like, four and a half minutes of shitting on Gino, and then, like, 20 seconds of shitting on on Fern. I was like, literally, these are are scenes here. I got started, and I I opened it up, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Another two-minute Fred video. I can do that. And I was like, six minutes, and I was like, fuck, do I really want to watch all of this? And then I got about, like two minutes in and i was like and then he got to the gino part and i was like yeah i can't stop now <laughs> it's like you know it's like one of those things you can't just look away it's like yeah i just want to know what i did. started just a quick impromptu interview question gino instant reaction to fred's tribute slash roast video what are your <laughs> one it was super funny like i it is what it is but two i i don't know what i did to do that to fred <laughs> <laughs> like my guy, if you got a problem, just tell me. It's, it's okay, we can talk it out. I promise. But damn, four and a half minutes of me just getting roasted. I'm like, I can't send this to anybody. Yeah, I mean, Fred, Fred just loaded the clip and emptied it. We we love to see it. I mean, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna play it at your wedding. Stuff. I'm oh, playing at your wedding. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you walk out to that? 
I'll, I'll talk to Brady. I'll see what first, she says. First dance. <laughs> Uh, but Gino, it is it is great to have you back. Your second second appearance on the show, second guest of the season. I know you were a little upset. You were wondering why why you were getting on so late. I had to explain. Only guests every other week now. Wondering why Fern got the first got the first pick in the draft. But it's good to have you back here, buddy. Yeah, I'm good to be back. I miss you, boys. What yeah. do you say we get this show on the road the old fashioned way, Sam? Uh, yeah, man. <clears throat> How do you feel about this one? Do you feel like this is? I felt good typing it up. I All felt. Right. I think. I think. I definitely put more content in than I did last week, but I also felt like I felt better about the content. I think I mentioned last week. I just I was writing it, and I was just I was uninspired. But you know, like you said, two weeks off, you feel rested, you feel rejuvenated. So this one's going to challenge us. We're coming off a bye week. Um, this one is definitely going to tell us, you know, how, uh, how rusty we are, or if, uh, if we were able to use our time on the bye week wisely and, um, you know, get rested. So I have my timer ready. So you just let me know when you're ready to do this thing. All right. I'm ready for those of you who might be listening for the first time, two minute drill. I'm going to give a Two minute recap of everything that we missed this past week and uh hope that we can improve our record to where what three and oh in the year? Two and oh? Yeah. We're two and two and oh currently looking to looking to move to three and oh. All right. Sweet. I'm ready when you are. <clears throat> All right. Let's do this. We're kicking this off in three, two. Craft Personal Masseuse versus the Fighting House Plans. Craft Personal Masseuse got a welcome sight from Austin Eckler, finding the end zone for the first time this season as he brought in three scores. The scoring continued with Super Bowl Lenny and Mike Williams, while the House Plans struggled to find any offense outside of T. Higgins and Josh Allen. KPM improves to 4 0, knocking off the House Plants 134 114. Devontae's Inferno versus Heinz on my Johnson. The highest scoring matchup this week pitted Devontae's Inferno against the Johnsons. Inferno reeled in another strong scoring week, seeing four players break 20 points. The Johnsons got big games from CMC and Lamb, but it wasn't enough as they fall short. Inferno over the Johnsons, 146-125. Kamara's Gridiron Gang versus the Magic School Bus. The matchup of the week once again features a low-scoring affair settled on Monday night. Gridiron Gang nearly mounted the comeback with a strong outing from Cooper Cup, but saw little other production from their roster. Skullbus got all they needed from Mike Evans as he paces the team, scoring 30 points. Skullbus squeaks by Gridiron Gang for their first win of the season, 113-107. Bunghole Burglars versus the Michael Carter 3. The scoring woes and injury book continues to bite Carter 3 as Allen and Kamara miss another game. Still, Carter 3 got strong games from Murray, Cooks, Everett, and the Cowboys D, but it wasn't enough as a big game from Debo and the 49ers D on Monday. Put this one away for the Burglars. Burglars over Carter 3, 127-102. Death, taxes, and kickers versus the fellas in the Jets. Looking to get into the win column for the first time this season. The Jets got strong games from Jettas uh, and Russ, but the rest of the roster flounders as four players fail to score five points. DTK didn't need much to win this one, but got a breakout performance from DK Metcalf, while Kelsey Adams and Herbert all turned in good games. DTK over the Jets, 126-118. Man, we are just, we're on fire right now. We really are. Um, not only do we move to 3-0 on the season, um, second best time of the season, 141-88 right now. So It's pretty good. Let's slow we're just, down a we're on a roll. To... We, have, we have found our rhythm here, boys. I try to slow down a little bit. 
I, I took my time there too. I uh, I think like if we had both really tried for that one, we probably could have <laughs> hit around one thirty. You know. Yeah. No, say if I was cooking with gas, if I wasn't uh, hindered by a sore throat, I think we probably could have knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, if you were reading at your pace that you were reading at on week one, man, man. my goodness. I know, I came out of the, the gates shooting, and uh, <laughs> set, oh. I set the bar very hard for myself. You did, you did, but. Oh. All right. Well, good. It's good to be 3-0, good to be 3-0, where we nah, continue moving. I wish I was 4-0, but 3-1 on the year. First uh, You know, you, you make the sacrifices you had to. For, for those at home, we did take the week off last week. Um, we were in Germany celebrating um, Oktoberfest and my birthday last week. And we we did try to make it work, try to get a recording session in. Um, but with the roughly six, seven hour time difference between ourselves and Kamish, it would have just been, or excuse me, not Kamish, uh, Filster. It would have just been too difficult to work out. You know, we'd be recording at 2, 3 a.m. our time versus you know, 6, 7 a.m. or 6, 7 p.m. Phillies time. So couldn't make it work. Took the week off. Should be 4-0, but we're 3-0. It's okay. For those of you who know me, the, you know the 2 to 3 a.m. would not have worked because I am always soundly abed before midnight. <clears> so That is just fundamentally not who he is as a person. Yep. Yep. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a night owl myself, but like if it's something that's important, like I'll stay up for it. So couldn't but. be me. But let's talk about some uh there's lots of lots of happenings on the uh the waiver wire this week and uh some interesting pieces that uh have taken place with uh Keith, you mentioned it with the injury bug, uh talking about your own roster, but I think just kind of in general. Uh, there's lots of happenings and movings, whether it be, you know, the the Falcons have had some injuries, the Broncos have had injuries, kind of everywhere you look. Um, one, I'm going to start with my, the one that I put on here, Keith, um, but I had said um, uh, that... I just saw the note on it. <laughs> uh, Corey Davis is looking kind of saucy. Um, and I think... Uh, I think that's a, a good, a, an interesting one. I mean, not that necessarily wide receivers are, uh, I mean, they're pretty plentiful this year. So I think people mm-hmm. probably have uh, a good stash at at wide receiver. But um, I would say that uh, looking at Corey Davis, he's put up some pretty good stats uh, so far. Um, and heck, he's continued it even with uh, – Zach Wilson coming back in. He was on the field for 75% of the snaps last week, seven targets, five receptions, and a touchdown, 74 yards. I mean, 18 points. He's put up double digits in three of his four games, and uh, we probably see that continuing on that trend. Yeah. <clears throat> as much as I dislike Corey Davis, um, I don't hate this pickup as a potential target. I mean, he's having a pretty good season, and it hasn't really mattered who's at quarterback. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, this is one that if you're if you're in need of a receiver, I mean, I mean, looking at my roster, I I don't know if Keenan Allen's ever going to play again, um, but who who knows who knows? I, I just want I just want to say I don't. There has to be something else going on with Keenan Allen. I'm a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and like clockwork, you can count on Mike Evans pulling his hamstring every year, and he misses maybe a game or two games with a pulled hamstring. So the fact that Keenan Allen's missed like three and a half weeks 
with a pulled hammy. There's got to be something else going on there. So I'm a little concerned, but we'll see what happens. Talk to me about who you got down for uh, for your pickup for this week. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking right now at really any of the Denver Broncos running backs. Um, with with Javante Williams going down, um, really somebody's going to have to step up. Denver has traditionally always been a team that is able to produce solid running backs. They just have one of those those schemes and offenses that you can just kind of plug in. And, um, you know, a running back is going to find some success there. I know they're struggling early offensively, but um, I think with I think with Javante Williams going down, it leaves a big hole. And with Melvin Gordon being as fumble prone as he has been early on in this season, um, you know, you look at Mike Boone, they just picked up Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad. Um, either one of those guys are intriguing options if you need a running back. Um, or if you're just looking to kind of stash somebody away. Um, I lean towards Latavius Murray just because he has been um, a touchdown machine um, in the last few years. I mean, he just manages to find the end zone. He's probably not going to get you more than 12 to 15 points, but with the bye week starting to approach us here in the next uh, three, four weeks, he might be a guy that, um, you know, if, if Melvin Gordon continues to struggle, could find himself as the goal line back for, for the Denver Broncos. So really, again, any one of the Broncos running backs, Mike Boone, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray, but um, I'm, I'm looking more towards like Latavius Murray and Mike Boone, given uh, Melvin Gordon's struggles. Yeah, I think those are good. And I think the only other one I was thinking of uh, regards to injury, Cordero Patterson obviously went down, went on the IR. Uh, so Tyler Al. Geyer, I think that's his Tyler, name. Yeah, Tyler Algier and Caleb Algier, Huntley as well. Caleb Huntley, yeah. Uh, I don't – that one, the, the Falcons are kind of a mess, so I I would – I mean, heck, the Broncos aren't necessarily all there either. So probably if you're desperate, go for it. But uh, yeah. not, there's probably players that you want to avoid. Well, I would but, say with the Falcons oh, – yes, got... daddy. <laughs> Philly joining us again, making his, making his grand return. Um. Yeah, I would say the redeeming quality there with the Falcons is playing in a much, much poorer division. Um, you know, so you've got matchups with, you know, a, a struggling Saints team, a really bad Panthers team. Um, the Bucks have a great defense despite what the Chiefs did to them on Sunday evening, um, which is, I believe, is considered a crime in most states. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, with the Falcons playing such a such a terrible division, I mean, any of those are solid options. Um, at least until somebody separates themselves from the pack. So let's uh, let's change directions a little bit and talk about drops. Um, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, happy to. So I, in in looking through this week, we're at a point now where the rosters are kind of kind of solidifying, and you know a lot of the best um, you know a lot of the best waiver wire pickups have already been picked up. So I went through and I started looking at folks' roster, and one that really just surprised me here was Joe's roster. Currently, he's rostering three quarterbacks. He's got, obviously, Russell Wilson as his number one. And then he's got Kirk Cousins and Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, he, he's got three backs. Um, these two, Kirk Cousins and Trevor Lawrence, neither one of them are clear starters over Russ. Um, sitting here at 0-4, he definitely could use that roster spot from somebody else. Um, and specifically, he needs a non-Denver Broncos player because he has hitched his wagon to the Broncos. And so... Get rid of one of those two, maybe pick up, um, 
Well, I mean, I know we talked about the Broncos running backs, uh, <laughs> but maybe pick up Huntley or uh, Tyler Algier here. Um, but get, get rid of one of those quarterbacks. You don't need both of them for a streaming option um, for Russ's bye week. So, <laughs> and, uh, and your roster is not in great shape if you're sitting at 0-4. I don't know. KJ Hamler is looking kind of saucy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the players I put here, uh, either Traylon Burks or Allen Robinson, uh, Traylon Burks, I think went on the, he went on the IR this week. I want to say, I don't think it's like the long-term IR, but, uh, he's at least out four weeks. He's got turf toe. Um, granted his production just hasn't been what I think people were expecting him to be getting, um, as a, a rookie, uh, people were kind of coming him to come in and be the number one or maybe the number two uh, behind uh, Robert Woods. And he's really just, he's getting like the past two games, he's gotten five targets, three catches. It's just a uh, kind of a hard, hard one to keep rostered. And the other one um, was Allen Robinson. And I think uh, that one has kind of been surprising for me. I figured that he would be getting, I mean, he's been on the field a ton, um, over 90%, he was on the field for 99% of the offensive snaps against the 49ers and only had two receptions. So, I mean, he, he's broken the, the double-digit mark once. Um, not saying it's going to improve, but kind of looking at this uh, this Rams offense, it's kind of hard to see uh, what's going to happen there. Um, Matthew Stafford is obviously force-beating uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, I read a stat that Cooper Cup has more receptions than um, Justin Fields has completions this year, which is kind of nuts. So, yeah. um, obviously, he was targeted directly or indirectly sixty-three times in Monday Night's game. Sixty-three times. Yep. So it's just insane. I mean, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's just the Rams' offense is not good this year. They. And I think they had two more O-linemen exit the game on Monday night with injuries, one of them with a high ankle sprain. So he's going to be out, um, you know, two, three weeks at least, if not more. So, I mean, with that offense just looking as, as out of place as it is, it's just not the same as it was a year ago where, you know, maybe if Allen Robinson was, was the Robert Woods of the offense last year, then this would be a different situation. But, yeah, I mean – Stafford is just force feeding. It's 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 a steady diet of Cooper to the left, Cooper to the right, Cooper up the middle, um, and just nobody else in the offense is viable right now. Um, not even not even their ground game. Not even uh, Daryl Henderson or um, Cam Akers. So yeah, I would maybe say may, maybe Tyler Higby, but even then, it's just it's still not even worth it, you know. So. Uh, let me, I mean, looked at Higby. Yeah, he's producing double digits every game, but he had 14 targets last game. Holy crap. Jeez. Yeah. Well, so, they started throwing a ball a ton after the half because they just had no other way to, their run to game's just not muster working. any offense. So um, they were airing it out, which makes it that much more surprising that nobody else was really able to get any get anything going outside of Cooper Cup with them having to throw the ball that much. So, All right. Well, that's our ads and drops of the week. Let's uh let's go into to Keith's favorite segment, the the Groovy Tony Jada Kiss guest of the week. I don't have the clip. <laughs> 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 I 
this I'll, i don't i don't want to like let you sit there and just think that i had it and you were waiting for it and then yeah you don't disappoint right. you anymore um I, I appreciate, I don't I appreciate know the honesty just coming right out and saying that, you know. So I I had downloaded it to a soundboard and then that soundboard I think just deleted all my <laughs> like own uh, my personal uploaded ones because I can't um I can't find them anywhere on here. So it's all right. Well big tough scenes, but regardless, Groovy Tony, Groovy Tony Jada Kiss, guest picker of the week. We got our man, our man Gino, uh back for the second time, back like he never left. How you doing, Gino? How you feeling? Oh, dog, I'm so excited to be back. I love this thing. This make, Every day that I get to have the podcast, it's a better day. <laughs> Especially when I'm getting yelled at. at work for. Especially when the YouTube link drops. That, that's when that's when Gino makes his money right there. Literally, I can get left alone in my office. I put my headphones on. The original visual learner. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't on the uh, the rapid fire questions, but I do have to know, how are you, how are you feeling right now? Because... Uh, for those of you at home that um, are not in our our league chat, um, I don't know if we've even mentioned this, but um, we did. We did. We we we, we are doing okay. This is what happens when you're charging to the party. Okay, we'll chill. All right, <laughs> <laughs> just chill. I know y'all went to Germany and you got close, and no. you know, or maybe you hate each other. I don't know, but no, maybe, we bonded yeah. over hella kebab. <laughs> um, okay. Well, in any case, I I um I have a toaster if you need it. So just let me know. <laughs> I mean, apparently I do. I sent that gift in the, the group chat. I don't know what I did to Fred to get four and a half minutes of me just getting verbally <laughs> assaulted. I don't know. All I know is that I just want to beat Fred <laughs> just so like I hope if I beat Fred, the worst he'll say to me is like your team still sucks, you got lucky. Which I can, which is probably right, and I'm cool. With it. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't want to actually lose. I just, I just want to put this out there. Fred is an infinitely better heel than than Carl was last. Oh yeah, year. oh yes, yeah. Um, it, this the 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 work he's putting on is just like some some prime like <clears throat> Triple H Shawn Michaels oh, heel yeah. work. It's just it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. The videos. Uh, I want to know where are just. I want to know how he's how he's accumulating these clips. Like, is it does he does he just do this monologue and then does he go back and watch it and then like, oh, I know a clip that would work for that. Or does he just have a repository of clips that he's just been downloading? Um, this just I don't sounds know. like a sounds like a I, great this question is what he does. This is what he, isn't this along the lines of what he does for a living? So it's probably not difficult for him to put these videos together. That's fair. The, the, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's a yeah. Fred does. Uh, he he's like doesn't he do video out. editing for a news station, he, right? He's a switchboard editor for switchboard. For yeah, yeah, so so it's probably but, not difficult. It probably but, doesn't yeah. take him long to put these videos together. But I have to believe that he's just got like a Google Drive folder just oh yeah full of clips and memes that he's just waiting <laughs> for the right <laughs> moment, and he it's, just it's, he just <laughs> unloads them. It's Norbert's uh, drive that we all know about. It's that, but just just, just to insult. <laughs> Just clips to insult the fellas, and and the I know it was probably didn't take him much time to do, but the video of Tom Brady dropping the ball and it peeing you dropping the W is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, anyways, all right, rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. All right, Gino. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Right, whenever you are. All right, here we go. 
First question. If you were to be a Disney character, which would you be? Hercules. What's one what one thing is the ugliest thing you've ever seen? Uh a naked mole rat. What's the, What's worst, the worst thing, you've, thing ever... you've ever eaten? Let me in here, dog. Oh, my bad. The worst thing I've ever eaten? Worst Didn't thing I've ever eaten. This whole thing says Philly leads. Bread. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all over the place right now. All right, what's your question, Philly? What's what? What are you saying here? The the top of this segment says Philly lead. I don't I don't know what you want here, but <laughs> he wants it. So I'm ready to I'm ready to like all right, quick fire questions and say I'm like, all right, cool. Let me know when you're ready. I'm, gonna, I'm taking over here. That's what happens. This is what happens when you're late. This 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 segment right now. This we are in shambles. It's fine. Listen, Friday, Keith, run it. I'm cool, but I'm just letting you know that, like you said, it, not me. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I don't know who put your name there. I truly don't. I think we just um, the, been copying the Groovy this Tony one. has always been my my segment, but we've always was, been. I think we've been copying the same agenda, so it's probably yeah. been like that for weeks, if not. Just been harboring it inside <laughs> a year. <laughs> Philly's just been really upset about this for like months now, and. <laughs> It's now he's like, okay, over. Okay, you know what? Screw you guys. I want to ask the questions. <laughs> all right, you know what? We'll just we'll rotate. We'll rotate three ways. All First right. of all, I'll I'll ask this next question, then Philly, we start it from the top. Okay. Okay. We start from the top with you at number four. So, Chino, what's the worst thing you've ever eaten? Fritz. What's the most Fritz. useless ta- useless talent you have? I am freakishly double jointed. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is hot garbage. Ah. <sighs> What's a body part you wouldn't mind losing? Uh, none of them. I like all my appendages. <laughs> what is your last Google search? He's actually pulling up the footage. I got. I got to look. <laughs> he's like, hey, he's like, hey, listen. V A R. Let's go to the table. Uh, how to install running boards? <laughs> <laughs> You're not in Florida anymore, just so you know. Just... I know. <laughs> Who or what is your nemesis? Uh, apparently, Fred is. <laughs> what would you not do for $5 million? Oh, I'd do anything for about $5 million. <laughs> you wouldn't cut off an appendage. He says $5 million, $5 million is $5 million. $5 million is $5 million. What, about, what appendage would you cut off for $5 million? Ooh, checkmate. <laughs> I'd probably cut off a foot. Or a hand. He wouldn't do like your pinky finger? Jeez. <laughs> For five million? I'm gonna make it worth their while. You're gonna take a whole foot and all you gotta do is one body part. You cut off yeah. a toe. Like, I'll give you toe. I'll give you like an earlobe or something. You know? Fine, pinky toe, gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. All listen, right. you balance listen if Gino's if Gino's offering me a foot, I'm taking a foot. So <laughs> <laughs> what would your what would be your weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse? A baseball bat. Would you rather Would you... live without the internet or live without air conditioning and heating? Live without the internet because I've lived in a place that doesn't have air conditioning or heating and it sucked. What? Where are we at? Um, what is the cringiest thing you did as a teenager? I got my ear pierced. And I only got the one ear pierced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I did that as an adult. <laughs> You did that like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had I, I got I got both ears pierced and then one fell out. And so rather than just pull the other one out, I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> just 
Just going for one. <laughs> I actually still have the hole. I, I actually stuck something through it a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, it's still there. <laughs> if your pet could talk, what would they say about you? It depends on which one you're talking to. If you're talking to the panga, she'll tell you that she loves me. If you're talking to Basil, she's going to ask for water. I'm going to add a, I'm adding, I'm inserting a custom question here. Okay. Uh, there's rumors that your Boston accent is fake. True or false? False. It's real. I packed my can't have it yet. Yeah, that sounds pretty fake, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds like someone that was faking a Boston accent would say. <laughs> <laughs> what mythical creature would you believe is real? Ooh, uh, a unicorn. What is your go-to karaoke song? I don't really do karaoke. I'm not getting up in front of people singing. So what song would it be? You have to sing a karaoke song for $5 million. (laughs) (laughs) For $5 million? And checkmate again. (laughs) I like it. I love it by Alan Jackson. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? Shuttlecock. talked about that before the show um would you rather never be able to wear pants or never be able to wear shorts never be able to wear shorts not a big short guy interesting interesting okay i get who cold. is most likely to be a psychopath among your friends uh kiefer oh man <laughs> come on um i wanted to deserve that <laughs> What outrageous conspiracy theory do you think might actually seem like a logical argument? Area 52. I really want to know if the aliens are there, and I think they are. That's weird. I only know Area 51. Talk, talk to me about Area 52. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they made a 52? You got real big. Did, did they if drop you, a remix and not tell anybody? If you had to ask, 51. you can't afford it. Area 51. <laughs> I'll take it back. They're in Area 52? Uh, do mermaids give birth to live children or do they lay eggs? Uh, oh, guys, <laughs> eggs. I think they just drop in little human fish tail eggs. <laughs> I just don't see how a human body is going to come out of a fish. If you, okay, no, well, last question. You ever, you ever, you ever seen a dolphin? Yeah. <laughs> if you birth. had, if you had to guess, or what, what would you name a mermaid with a Nemo-style jank fin? Would that just be an arm? Like a... I don't know. I mean, listen. <laughs> like what, like what's the missing? It could be an arm. It's a little wonky. It could be, you know, one half of the little fish tail thing on the on the thing. But what are you naming them? Wiki watchy. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon. Lemon. <laughs> yeah, after the lemon law, I got a defective one. <laughs> Whew. All right. Love, love, love the questions. Love, love the quick fire question segment. It's getting better. We're getting started out rough, but uh, we really picked it up down the stretch there. We did great. It was fun. We learned a lot. We learned that pretty much Gino, if he doesn't want to answer a question, all you got to do is offer $5 million and the question gets answered. So <laughs> magically, when it comes to money, I would do a lot of things. Other than G- Gino says, I ain't in the bag fumbling business. I, I won't cut off an appendage unless it's for $5 million. Yeah, for $5 million, I can get a cool robotic one. 
But I probably cost a decent chunk of your five million. I'm not sure that that's a wise investment, especially if you're give, only giving up a pinky toe. Well, he's giving me the if you're giving me the foot you offered, then that that might be a different story. Well, if I'm you giving might, him you a might foot, need a good sure. prosthetic there. If I'm t- if I'm just giving you a pinky toe, I'm keeping the five million, and we can go on vacation together, big guy. <laughs> okay, All good. Right. I got I got dibs on uh, I got dibs on vacation with Gino if he ever wins the lottery. <laughs> Well, let's, Give me uh, a hell yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's talk about some some weekly predictions now. That's the the real reason of the season. Um First up, we want to get your take on the Fighting House plants and Heinz on my Johnson for this week. So as much as I want to give Carl some love, God damn it, Carl. As much as I want to give him some love, his team is just going to get mollywopped by Fern. Ooh. Wow. Not even going to be close. Fern's going to destroy Carl. You know, it's 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 really funny because Carl is a is a Fern non-truther. He is convinced that Fern is just lucky as hell and has no business being what three and one now. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, he would vehemently disagree with you, but this this is a bold take. This is a bold take. Well, what what about what about Fern? Do you like so much here? I mean, his team's pretty consistent. Hang on, let me pull up the stats. I, know, I didn't come prepared. I know. Carl's favored right now, fifty by fifty-two percent. Well, and that's that's assuming Jonathan Taylor plays as well. Yeah, right. But I mean, granted, what Jonathan Taylor's had one double-digit game, but two. Look, he has Josh Allen. Josh Allen is always going to produce. Solid points. I think the Ravens have a good chance against a shaky Cincinnati team. Uh, Curtis Samuel, if Carson Wentz ever gets his head out of his ass, you know, could go off and also help me out with Scary Terry. Um, and then I think if the Vegas keeps running Josh Jacobs, I think he has a good chance. With or without Jonathan Taylor, I think it's not even going to be close. I think I think I think bold prediction here. I think Josh Allen has a legitimate chance at a fifty burger against Pittsburgh this weekend. Yes, that that defense is atrocious, and he's projected for twenty nine right now, twenty nine point nine, almost thirty points. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen just like a standard flat projection that high. Um, it it, it could get rough for the Steelers. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> All of us are just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. What's Carl going to hate more, losing in fantasy that bad or seeing his real life team get molested by Josh Allen? Just in speaking with Carl, I, he seems pretty at peace with the Steelers. This is just not a good year for them, not going to be a good year for them. So I think he'd be far more upset about falling to one and four than having the Steelers get sodomized. <laughs> I'm interested by both teams' depth. On paper, they've got some like some decent names, um, but all all of them are kind of boom or bust potential on their bench uh, for both of them. So really, you're looking at like to to Sam's point, if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play, um, you know you can put Tony Pollard in um, or Daryl Henderson, but they're both in a split backfield. They can go off for twenty points. They can go off for five. Um, so that's a tough piece. And if there's any weight, you know, injuries that happen during, during practice this week, um, neither team's going to have a, 
it's, 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 I don't know. It's not going to be nice going on your bench. Yeah, I would say the hard piece too is, like I said, Jonathan Taylor plays Thursday, right? And so that's just a tough day to be prepared for this too. So we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, this should be a close matchup. Should be fun. Let's talk about the second one. Uh, we've got the Michael Carter three and Kraft personal masseuse. Efra, I really want you to win this. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, buddy. I don't, I don't think so either. I think I think Keenan Allen's going to miss his seventeenth game in a row. Well, he's labeled out right now. Yeah, I I have no reason to believe he's going to play. I put him in my starting lineup just to make the scoring prediction look closer. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to play. I mean, <laughs> if Gabe Davis actually showed up to a game, you know, maybe you you could have a chance, but. Lamar Jackson has been one of those last three. 15, 47, 48, 26. I mean, that's just nuts. Austin Eckler kind of sus right now, but he finally got to the end zone this past week. Um, but his his team is – Fred's team is just stacked. I really do hope you beat him um, just so we can shut him up. But Godspeed, friend. Godspeed. Yeah, I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. Um, Lamar's playing the Cincy – Lamar's playing Cincy. Um, that defense has not been great. I, I I don't expect Austin Eckler to keep up that pace, but um, and Cleveland's got a, a pretty decent defense. But um, I imagine Atlanta's going to have a monster game against. We're um, going to have a monster game against Atlanta. I'm hoping that Keenan Allen plays, and that takes away from Mike Williams. Um, but AJ Brown's also playing well right now. He's got Miles Sanders back in his starting lineup, and um, he's you know he's been pretty consistent this year. So I, I you know my my hope here is that you know um, the the Bills actually beat the Steelers as bad as I think they will, and Gabe Davis ends up being a beneficiary of that. Um, but you know, and, and also Keenan Allen has to play. Keenan yeah. Allen doesn't play. It's 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 Dunzo. It's Dunzo before it even starts. And, and you have Najee on your bench. Najee's playing the Bills. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is out right now. Uh, he's they haven't re, they haven't released an injury report yet. Like, let's not play it by ear until the first injury report comes out. Yeah, I mean, Najee or not Alvin Kamara is playing the Seahawks, and they don't know how to play defense right now. Uh, as was obvious yeah. when they played the, the Lions last week, so I I'd keep him in. I, I got favorable matchups here. That's all I'm really going to say here. I got Kamara against the Seahawks if he plays. James Robinson against Houston if he plays. Um, Keenan Allen against Cleveland. That's not a great matchup. That's not a bad one. Gabe Davis against Pitt. Um, you know, so I've got favorable matchups. I got matchups that potentially lend themselves to being able to put up some points here, but. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is just, like, my guys haven't been playing. <clears throat> week two, I had four guys who didn't play. Week three, I had three that didn't play. Last week, Kamara and Keenan Allen. So, you know, my guys have to play. That's that's the biggest thing here. We'll see what happens. If I actually get a healthy roster, you know, who knows? But we'll see. Let's talk about uh, your good friend, the bunghole Burklers, and the fellows in the Jets. I guess what for me, I'm still trying to figure out why Joe has one, two, 
three, and I probably missed one, at least three Denver Broncos players in his starting lineup. They are killing him. Killing him. After Thursday night, that's going to set the tone for Joe's team or not. Um, I think Joe has a good chance to win. It seems like uh, Mo has not checked his roster because he still has Cordero Patterson in. And if Mo does what he did last year, he's just going to give up. Oh, yikes. Mo, Mo, <laughs> typically, Mo typically waits until the last minute to set his roster. I think like he's trying to gather all the information before he makes the decision. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at Also, for the record, for the record. Well, let, me see that, let me see that Boosie's cup again. Ooh, that Boosie's. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, um, I mean, with Javante Williams out, he's not going to continue to start him. It'll be interesting to see if he actually drops Javante or if he just leaves him on the IR and chances him for a keeper. Probably doesn't not. He, doesn't he? Doesn't he have? Person. I think he has. He has he Jamal have, Williams. Does he have Jameson Williams on his IR? He's got. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you you look at you look at the guys in his starting lineup. It's McManus, Sutton. And Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson gave him 31. Sutton gave him 16. Sutton was the one who we were all kind of interested about. And, I mean, he's averaging, what, like 16, 17 points a game on the year. He's the 16th ranked wide receiver. Or he's the 11. 16th ranked 11. 11. Yeah, 11, 11 PPR. PPR. Yeah, I was looking at standard. So, I mean, the strategy isn't exactly hurting him. Like, the... From a fantasy perspective, the the players that he has are doing okay. It's not working out for the Broncos in real life, but um, from fantasy, it's not it's not hurting him. But he's definitely got to diversify his portfolio now that Javante Williams is out and Melvin Gordon apparently eats a big bowl of popcorn before every game. Uh, I'll just put this on the record then: Joe Zeke is still available if you want him. I know he's dog water, but he'll at least get you five points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting interesting matchup. Hmm. I think Joe's in a very similar situation of last year where he's like his team should be performing at a much higher level than they do on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, It'll be very interesting to see how things change when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Yeah. Um because that'll like, give him that'll you, give him, you know, another Another wide receiver, one caliber guy alongside Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, I think Cortland Sutton's probably still starting worthy, and Devonta Smith. Uh, he had a bad game last week, but the Eagles were playing through the rest of Hurricane Ian, so they were running the ball. But yeah, you could probably swap those two. But yeah, I mean, other than Kyle, like Cal Pitts has been damn near useless, but the rest of them are pretty solid. Other than I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd be starting Green Hunt on a weekly basis, to be honest. But I feel like you have to with uh, Javante Williams out. That's the only. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's gonna have to get inserted into the starting lineup now. And Joe's gonna Joe's gonna pick up Latavius Murray. If I had to, if I if I was a betting man, we'll we'll revisit this um, tomorrow, maybe. I I think there's no question. He either picks up Boone or Murray. Probably Murray. I would yeah. go Murray. I think. I mean. But yeah, you gotta so, you gotta appreciate the homerness here. Like, I mean, yeah, he he's gonna live and die by the Broncos, man. A man yeah. of his faith. 
So and right now he's dying. He's getting <laughs> he's getting slaughtered, but <laughs> can't win them all. All right, <laughs> can't win any apparently. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's talk Devontae Inferno, Kamara's <laughs> Gridiron Gang. Uh, yeah. So Sam, I think you're gonna do very dirty things to to, to Austin here. Your your team has so many favorable matchups right now with Kansas City at Vegas, Derrick Henry at Washington, Stephon Diggs against an awful Pittsburgh defense, Tyree Kill against the Jets defense, Dallas Goddard against Arizona. I mean, your team should do disgusting things to Austin here. Should. <laughs> but Austin has Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup can keep any team in the league alive if need be. Yeah, I was up 33 points um, going into last night <laughs> against Austin. And we about fumbled the bag because um, they just threw the Cooper Cup like 65 times. Um, so that that's always uh, – yeah, I, he, I'd say Cooper Cup's an easy 25 points a week. So That's I mean, scary. Austin has favorable matchups with Green Bay being at the Giants, but – Aaron Jones is splitting time with uh, A.J. Dillon, but Jones is still getting the majority of the good carries. Uh, Damon Pierce at Jacksonville could be an interesting for a, a sneaky Houston team, I think. And then that's really it. That's all he's got. Maybe James Conner against Philly. Maybe. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, like, Damian Pierce finally had a big game, but there's no – there's nothing to say that's going to happen again. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you can expect a big game from Aaron Jones no matter what. Um, I think Rodgers is unlikely to get you over 20 points most weeks, um, even if he's having a good week. Um, and then, of course, you know, Cup is a pretty consistent person. So I think TJ Hawkinson, you have to put him back in your lineup after last week, but I don't – he's not going to have a 40-point performance again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think – I think the interesting thing about about Austin's team in general is that there's his he's got a couple of really like like a Jones a Cooper Cup, um, but otherwise everyone's kind of a middle of the road player, yeah. um, like all like you know, RB fifteen wide receiver fifteen like it's there he doesn't have a ton of like really top ten players. Um, and so, you know, I think I think a lot of teams in the league have a pretty stout starting core, and then it's varying levels of their bench. Um, you know, Austin's team is a bit middle of the ground all the way through. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's – I mean, that could be good or bad for him. He, again, he's, he's poised with that kind of roster to have those weeks where he breaks out for 180 points. He's also poised to have, you know, an 80-point week. Um, but I think he's going to lean more towards the middle of that more consistently than, like, uh, than a team with starters that or with huge stars that have off weeks. Yeah, I don't disagree with that there. I mean, you look at last season, I mean, that's basically exactly what happened. He was just kind of middle of the road for most of the year and then got hot in the playoffs and won the league. So, right. Been pretty fortunate. And like, Gino, like Gino said, he's got Cooper Cup. And I mean, I don't think you're ever really out of the matchup um, when you got Cooper Cup, but. Uh, Sam with his matchups this week. That's, I mean, if I had to, if I had to like 
put money on like one team scoring 200, this would be the team and this would be the week <laughs> that I would say like, yeah, you got a pretty darn good shot to score 200 this week. Uh, Sleeper tried to uh, speak to Cooper Cup last night. Sleeper tried to put a little curse on me. It was um, there was 16 seconds left in the game. The Rams had the ball and were trying their best to score. They at that point they that last play they just ended up running the ball. But if Cooper Cup had gotten a touchdown, he I would have lost. But it said it gave me a hundred percent chance of winning with 16 seconds left. And I'm like, no, 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 Sleeper. <laughs> we're, we're not gonna <laughs> give yeah, me. That's like, that's like the announcers in a baseball game saying, "Oh, he's got a no hitter at the top of the eighth. And you're like, "Right, oh, now he's not gonna have one by the bottom of the mat. Yeah, the he's not gonna have one going into the ninth. We're gonna call the reliever in." And it's gone. All right, and last one. Uh, death taxes and kickers against Magic School Bus. Okay, so I'll start off with Philly. I think Philly actually has a pretty favorable matchup against me this week. Uh, Burrow could have a rough day against Baltimore, uh, but he's got Dalvin <laughs> Cook and Khalil Herbert who are easily going to outscore Zeke and A.J. Dillon. Those two are killing me. Killing me. Uh, Jamar Chase can go off. Jamar, uh, Jalen Waddle can go off. Dawson Knox is going to have a field day against Pittsburgh. Mike Given against the Atlanta defense is going to go off. Cade York could be an interesting. And then the Browns defense has been pretty solid. Um, why they're projecting the Rams defense to have nine points, I don't know why. I think it's not, it's not going to happen. Uh, but I think Herbert can have a game. If Devontae Adams, Scary Terry can get double digits again. Kelsey's going to have himself a day. And if Metcalf can keep doing what he's doing, I think – I think this would be a closer game than I would like it to be, but I still think I win in the end. But it's not going to be a blowout. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think I think this is probably going to be one of the. I think this is probably going to be like the matchup of the week here. Um, Philly Philly's got a roster too, where it's just like, uh, much like Joe's, it's like, how are you one and three? Yeah. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow has has not played fantastic this year, um, especially relative to last year. But um, he's he's still giving you pretty much twenty a game. Um, Dalvin Cook here is looking is is the real the real issue, especially when you look at like some of the guys that Philly could have had with the two pick, like DeAndre Swift or um, Stephon. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have Swift. <clears throat> yeah. So. Switch was, uh, uh, was a keeper. It was like mixed mean, in. But I mean, even even uh, still, you know, yeah. Dalvin Cook is a guy. He's worth keeping. Um, he is still a big part of their offense, and he, you know, he's more likely to snap out of that that funk than not. And then, you know, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Mike Evans. You've probably got the the best core of three receivers of anybody in the league. It's like there's really no reason that this team should be three and one or one and three. If anything, you should probably be three and one with the one loss being the week that Mike Evans got suspended. But um, this could just, just be an, this could be an interesting one. I I just, we, I mean, we said it during the draft did not like Gino's running back situation and it just really hasn't improved. I mean, you're relying on uh, Zeke Elliott to carry the load for you. And he's just, he's just not that guy, pal. He's not that guy anymore. No, he's not. Um, and you've got AJ Dillon, you know, splitting work with Aaron Jones, where Aaron Jones has the upper hand because he's a better, better pass catcher. 
Uh, and then Terry, Terry McLaurin, in my opinion, is the guy that's really killing me here because he is just not having a good season. Um, it was a welcome sight to see DK Metcalf, you know, have a pop-off game. Um, how sustainable is that? Um, we we have we have yet to see. I mean, currently he's the number twenty-three wide receiver in PPR, so um, just have to kind of see there. Um, but yeah. I think this will be the best. I think this will be end up being the best matchup of the week. And I'll put it on the record. I'm open for business if uh, anyone wants to do some wheeling and dealing. <laughs> I, I also am open for business, but you've got to come to me with a fair trade. Like some, some of I think people are like I don't know if they think that I'm just an idiot or something, but um, some of the really, some of you the, are very stingy with trades, dude. Okay, so I got offered. Uh, Drake London, me giving Drake London for Antonio Gibson. Why would I give in? Why would I get Antonio Gibson when he's going to be benched? Oh wait, this week. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I offered a fair trade to Carl, and in fairness to Carl, Carl also said it was a fair trade. He just wasn't willing to part with the person I wanted to trade for. Um, but I'm, I've, I think I offered a pretty fair trade for Drake London and I, uh, to Fred, and I think I offered a pretty fair one to Carl. Um, I think Fred was just trying to, um, he said, I'm, I'm shopping Antonio Gibson. I said, well, you're going to have a lot, a lot of fun shopping him because <laughs> nobody's going to buy him. You're going to be standing in line, buddy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree with you, Dojino. I think it's a, it's a back and forth. Like, I think probably our quarterbacks are probably a wash. Um, I think I probably edge you out in the running back. If you, if you kind of combine the two. Um, I think Chase and Devontae Adams uh, are probably a wash as well. Um, uh, the, the keys, there's two keys for me. It's Jalen Waddle and, and Scary Terry. Um, you know, is Carson Wentz going to pretend to play quarterback on Sunday? I don't know. If he does, maybe Scary Terry has a day. Uh, is Jalen Waddle going <clears> to <throat> get some competent throws from Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. So those are wild cards. And then, I think the real turning point for me is how many points Travis Kelsey scores. Um, not if he has a day, but how much of a day he has. Because I don't think that Dawson Knox is going to get more than about 10. Um, and so... If you're lucky. It, it, okay, chill. <laughs> Just chill. Yeah, he, hasn't hit ten, he hasn't hit 10 all year, man. I think- I, I'm, I'm out here being vulnerable and honest. You're just <laughs> kicking me. <laughs> 10, 10 would be a, like a, a career day for, for as far as I said, I don't think he's going to get more than 10. <laughs> I didn't say I thought he was going to get 10. I said, I don't think he's going to get more than 10. Um, so just chill. So it's just how much uh, it's if it's if my other skill positions can make up the Travis Kelsey deficit there at tight end. Um, that's going to be kind of the difference, I think. Chino, before Yo. we move on. How does it feel to have the number 11 kicker in fantasy this year? Okay. Uh, it's early. It's early. Um, buddy, think, buddy, you're in trouble. <laughs> I think my strategy for a more appropriate name has kind of backfired on me, so <laughs> I will probably have a much vulgar one next year. You could uh, you could sign Dicker the kicker. He just signed with the. Eagles I, have the number, today. I have the number twelve kick. I have the number twelve kicker. So it's a battle of uh, mediocre kickers this week. <laughs> um, I'm checking mine. I got I got the number eight kicker. So you know I'm clearly outpacing Gino here. <laughs> and what's most important, my kicker beat out Gino's kicker in our matchup. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> Gino, you could have the option to have the number three kicker in the league in Brett Maher. <laughs> He's the number 66 overall player, which is better than a lot of skill players, actually. Uh, yeah, he's number 66 overall. Yeah. Five point game, 12 point game. Okay. <laughs> Gino's like, talk nice to me. <laughs> oh. he said, talk to me, Poppy. <laughs> but do I really need to add another Dallas player? One's already hurting me as it is. Bro, you live there. Oh, I had, like... another, I had another rapid fire question for him. Okay. True or false, you only go to schools that have green as a color. Uh, as of right now, that's true. Where is your next school? Where's your Where's your next school going to be? Uh, if it's green, uh, nowhere in Texas. Nowhere in Texas because I'm not going to Baylor. That's no, never going to happen. I was going to say, uh, man, you're going to be a Baptist boy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, North Texas. Me. I'm at North Texas right now. Uh, UWF. They've been. I would. I would. Hey, I UNC not. Charlotte. Hey. Ooh. Hey. Maybe. He says maybe. No, maybe. but maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it depends on a few things right now, uh, especially come February. Ooh, breaking news! Potentially a big update coming in February of. 2023 for our boy. Yeah, Stay tuned. Why, are you having a kid or something? Absolutely not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> is that when you get married? April. April 1st is when I'm getting married. <laughs> What's happening in February? <laughs> uh, I will tell you when it's not being recorded. <laughs> Ooh. We get the spicy inside scoop here. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Walter Cronkeefe about to break some news again. <laughs> Gino getting a Prince Albert confirmed. <laughs> oh my god! For five million dollars, say less. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, um, I don't think we really have any over under reactions. Unless decent, okay, well, decent. I, I definitely do. <laughs> decent. I, I definitely De- decent. At this point, it's decent, not an overreaction. Decent to to pretty good. They clearly they, they have the best offense in the NFL right they, now. Yes, they have the best yeah. scoring yeah. offense yeah. in the yeah. NFL. So, so, so yes, to answer your question, definitely the best in the NFC North. Because to NFC answer your North question, to answer your question, hot garbage right now. To answer your question, do they have the best offense in the NFC North? I don't know. What's more important yes. is they have the best offense in the NFL. So that's <laughs> so and the NFC North is in the remind me by the uh, the NFL? National Football Conference. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what the transitive property? Isn't uh, that how that works? Yeah. So, everyone, for the record, what I typed in the notes here um, for NFL overreactions is do the Lions have the best offense in the NFC North? This has been my overreaction question for the last three weeks. Um, for those at home who are the statisticians <laughs> that Philly is not, um, the Lions do have the best offense in the NFL. They have the number one scoring offense. I didn't say they did. I didn't say they did. Unfortunately, just... unfortunately for the Lions, they also have the worst scoring defense. So that is why they are, what, one and three now? Um, so the answer to the question that we've been asking for the last three episodes, 
do the Lions have the best offense in the NFC North is a resounding yes. All right. Let's talk <laughs> about the way too early hot seat trademark. Bam. You guys want me to go first? I I can't I can't talk. I can talk about you, but I can't talk about this first one. I was gonna say I put I put myself on here. I mean, obviously Joe's sitting there at 0 and 4. Um, he's in a very familiar place as he spent basically the entirety of last season on Waffle Watch. Um, but I put myself on here. I mean, lowest points four, one and three, and it took, you know, a pick six on Monday Night Football to beat Gino. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm firmly on the hot seat here. Um, if Keenan Allen continues to miss games, and Alvin Kamara just inexplicably shows up on Sundays and decides he doesn't want to play. Um, we we are in trouble, boys. <laughs> it ain't looking good. Yeah, 412, 411.94 points for. Just not good, man. Just Well, just I was looking tough. at I had looked at your like maximum point potential and it's not much better to be honest. No, it's really not. It's not. That that's that's what's more devastating here is like you know, it's like I could have gotten the win in week one had I yeah. known Cam, Cam Akers wasn't going to play. And, you know, I probably would have started James Robinson or Michael Carter there. Um, you know, couldn't have gotten that. I got, I got the win in week two. It could have been a little bit more comfortable. But, you know, then week three, it was. Uh, you know, and it's a, it's a pretty much a, uh, a recurring theme, though. People love scoring points against Joe because. Yeah. He's got 608 points against, and the next highest is 530. So that's the other thing, though, is looking at my points against. I'm pretty sure I got the second lowest points against, which is which is wild. Yes, yeah, second mm-hmm. lowest. The only person lower than me is is Mo, Mo is 435, or third lowest. No, second lowest. Yeah, because uh, Fern is 469. I'm at um, 460. I'm at 460. So it's like, as like, I mean, if, if my team if my team is performing and Keenan Allen decides he wants to play, like, I'm I'm, I'm people suck when they play me. I'm just I find a way to suck harder. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is really interesting. So when maybe you maybe that. that bodes well for me for Fred. Maybe Fred will drop a dud and I'll just need to score like 102 to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> the, problem, the problem is I'm fighting for my fucking life to get 95. Oh, man. When you look at the points for and points against, it's super interesting because, like, you know, Keith is about 50 points, and I think most teams are about 50 points um, difference, good, good or bad, except for uh, Sam is uh, almost, two, almost 200 points outscoring his his opponents, um, but he has a loss. Um, that was a tough loss. It was a tough loss. And, and, you know, I had the, um, the second lowest points for, um, but the, uh, second highest points against. Um, so it's, it's crazy how these slim margins, uh, could be the difference in and you know being one and three like you know I have forty points more forty more points scored than Keith, um, but 
90 points now. Is that right? Yeah. 70. 70 points more um, scored against, and, and we're the same record. So it's just it's just crazy that that one week, and you know, it's, if, if I had to say playing Joe in week two, I'd be two and two. So there's a lot of things that like these little tiny things can early in the season. I think we all have this kind of, um, you know, we're doe eyed at like, Oh, you know, our team's going to get better and, and maybe they get better, but if there's too much damage done early in the season, it's really hard to come back, come back from that. So well, if it makes you feel any better, um, this, whatever this integration is with sleeper fantasy pros has me as the ranked seventh in their power rankings for the rest of the season season. So they think I'm pretty garbage. Where's this at? It's like if you swipe over to the right on the bottom, it says F and advice. Mm. Tra- they say I'm trash. <laughs> they say I'm trash. six. You're trash, kid. They say Gino is trasher than me, though. So it's okay. Yeah, number nine. They do have you on the hot seat, uh, Keith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. We're, we're struggling, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so i i just i do want to give a uh, a quick shout out to uh to commish and to uh to mo the bunghole burglar himself i uh, i hosted an event last week with a, a shot fc player and we were talking about fantasy um he was we were commiserating because we were both zero and three we both got a win this week so uh thank the uh the fantasy football gods for that but they they did Waffle House at, uh, they're doing a Waffle House challenge for the Shaw FC, um, uh, fantasy football league. Um, another guy at the table did it, they did it, they did it for 12 hours. So they were dumbfounded how anybody could survive 24 hours. Um, and when I told them that you had 16 waffles, they, uh, about fell out of their chairs. So, um, you had 17, didn't you? Uh, 16. 16. So uh, just just so you know, they they have a massive respect for a man that they've never met uh, named the Kamish. <laughs> well, if you want to put him in touch with me, that's fine. I also so. t- I also told them about I also told them about Roach Mo. So uh, they said, "Oh yeah, I know a guy at Waffle House named Roach." So I guess that's a that's just a thing. It's a Waffle House thing. That, that must be man. It's a Waffle Home. Oh man, well. That leads us into my favorite audio soundbite of the evening. Ready. My I'm ready. Favorite. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. We only got one submission this week. I I was gonna put something in here, but I was like, ah, I don't have anything this. This week is a good question. That's burning at me. Um, only one submission, so Mo wins by default here. Um, happy to read it out, Ferda. Um, Mo asked serial killers in parentheses streaming podcast books are hot right now. Do you so find it interesting, weird, or bad for society? Please share your thoughts. Uh, so I think this one is for me, I think it's pretty interesting, especially with kind of how my job entails with this a little bit um know that i have not had to deal with a serial killer as of yet about to say are you about to <laughs> no serial killer knowledge here no serial you tell us here? <laughs> no um but i think it's interesting to kind of see how the minds of these people 
operate and what makes them do what they do to where you see the ones that are clinically insane, the ones who, oh, okay, they have all these red flags. Could we at some point have helped them earlier? And I think for, you know, the four of us that all at some point have either currently worked or worked in higher education, we've seen students struggle with mental health before. And I think where we could potentially help someone, we could save us from a serial killer. Or you just have psychos out there and you just let them do what they got to do. I think, I think, I think, Gino, I think you're absolutely right that the obsession isn't with the person. It's with the, like the affliction with the mind. Cause like for me, I, it's interesting reading about these people because it's like, I can't wrap my mind around like a compulsive need to kill people. Um, like I might joke around and be like, Oh, Philly, uh, fuck you. I want to kill you. But it's like, never actually would do it would never actually seriously consider it much less killing multiple people and doing so in like a compulsive and ritualistic way so i think the obsession is more so with like how like the mind like what where what had like is there something that caused this is it are you born with it so that's for me at least what it is it's like trying to even like fathom how somebody could have these type of thoughts and then have the thoughts number one, but then follow through with the execution of those, of those thoughts. So I I think it's interesting, but it's also like very weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that the, um, the fascination or anything like that is new. Like I remember being in high school and reading about BTK and Charles Manson and all those and I, I found it interesting for the psyche thing as well. Like, you know, what, what is that, um, that person, how does that, how does that function in their head for them to think that that's the thing or that gets them off or whatever? Um, I think the accessibility to podcasts, streaming, whatever has maybe amplified it, but I think it's kind of always been there. Um, I don't necessarily think it's, bad i think in general we've been desensitized i have a mic echo and it's just like fucking me up um like i can hear myself it's not on our end yeah well i can hear myself like a half second later so it's like i'm like it's like talking to myself um i don't think it's necessarily bad for society i just think we've been desensitized to a point where it maybe doesn't bother people as much or the like I don't think like the Jeffrey Dahmer thing can be made in the way that it's been made 15 20 years ago um I think it probably would have been more of like an informational documentary type of thing um the length to which they can show that kind of mutilation and stuff is I think has increased because we've you know been watching medical stuff for years now and being people cut open all that for years the non-psychos are not going to be affected by this. It's not going to turn a Kiefer into a psycho killer, right? I do wonder if there's people on the edge, if it helps normalize that or helps make them think like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Does that, if someone's thinking those thoughts and hasn't acted on that, um, does that make them think, oh, there's somebody like me. I can learn from them and not do that. Or I'm not the only one. It's not crazy for me to want to do this. I'm going to do this and 
you know, I've always wondered like how many cop shows we have if people figured out how to do a perfect crime or how to hide this stuff better. Um, so, I, I mean, we're not seeing an increase in serial killers. Um, if anything, it's harder to kill people these days, I think, and get away with it in the 70s. I mean, if you watch the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary, like every episode he's getting pulled over by cops and they're like, he's like dead bodies in the car. They're like, oh yeah, dude, you're just a drunk 18 year old driving a car. Go home, man. Like that's not going to happen these days. So it's kind of a long-winded way to say it. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Um, I just think it's going to re—it's just going to reinforce you one way or the other. You're going to continue to think this is fascinating, but but weird and bad, or you're going to be like, "Cool, dude! I got a fraternity of serial killer guys I can hang out with." <laughs> I just think it's going to reinforce with them one way or the other. Yeah, um, I think it's weird. Um, I think it's interesting, but I think it's weird. I think we've really romanticized serial killers uh, recently. I mean, if you look at like, you know, these biopics or whatever, the Jeffrey Dahmer, like the recent Jeffrey Dahmer one that came out and just like who they're casting and what they're doing for this, they're really romanticizing uh, serial killers because our generation is infatuated uh, with that. Um I don't think it's necessarily bad for society because um, I think if people are going to do something like this, they're going to do it. It doesn't matter what, you know, necessarily. I don't, I mean, if people have been trying to, you know, what type of video game violence to, you know, people killing each other all the time. And we know that that's not necessarily true. Um, so it's not, I don't think it's bad. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad for society. I don't think it's influencing people to, to go out and do these things. Um, I just think it's interesting that we've uh, at least probably started, you know, within the past 10 years of really romanticizing it though. And uh, people have become really drawn to the idea of serial killers because I don't, it's been a long time, at least recently in the United States, since we've had like a true serial killer. It's just not really a thing. I think Philly hit the nail on the head when he said that yeah. like technology and stuff like that has really made it hard for people to d disappear. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's a serial killers are an interesting thing, but not a, not something uh, that I think, I think, like I said, actions are more, uh, if people are just something mentally wrong with them, that they're probably going to do it. I think uh, there's a documentary called Don't Fuck With Cats. Um, mm. It's like rule zero, zero of the internet. Uh, it's like if you see someone fucking with cats, then you know that there's something probably wrong. And uh, that's an interesting documentary. If you are interested in that, it's about people who were like, it's like a group of uh, like average people who were like tracking down this guy who was like, killing animals killing cats on like webcam stuff and ended up murdering someone and they helped bring him to justice so kind of an interesting uh documentary on that but yeah i think in all in all i think it's the the thing it's weird that we're romanticizing them now these are people we should not be talking about you know like it's like they're talking about like the school shooters and like why are we keep seeing these people's names that they want they want the attention like we need to to not for that but it's an interesting topic nonetheless and then that leads us into our final segment of the evening. And I actually first, don't have anything planned. So we <laughs> I didn't don't even have a final. <laughs> I will come back next week prepared for this one. <laughs> well, that uh, that wraps up our show for this evening then. Um, 
as in, in true low expectations fa fashion. We've set the expectation low and uh, we've still managed to go below. So. Yeah, we we did, we couldn't even hit our own expectations. <laughs> no, but with that in mind, showbiz, baby. Yeah, that is showbiz. With that in mind, keep your standards low and your expectations lower, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>